Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. There's still time to get plenty spooky stuff at stores. This is Being Awesome, a podcast about loving Transformers and having a happy Halloween. I'm Rob, and this week in Awesome... You know, guys, I was at a Target today. And while the wife and I were, of course, looking at the Halloween stuff, we were looking at, you know, all those different pumpkin carving kits they have. You know, like the stencils and the cool little different types of knives you can get and stuff. And usually I just use a kitchen knife, but we... We have before got some of those uh, pumpkin carving kits, like the little saw thing to to use to cut the pieces out, and the scooper thing, which actually works pretty good to get the uh, pumpkin guts out. And, um, you know, it's funny, when I was a kid, scooping the pumpkin guts out seemed felt like it took longer than it actually does now. Maybe because I wanted to get down to the business of carving the pumpkin as opposed to this gross task that's just generally unpleasant to do. And no matter what you do, the cat or the dog is always going to try to eat the pumpkin innards as you scoop them out. And I've heard it's actually good for them, so I guess there's nothing wrong with it, but, you know... Magically, it manages to puke on the carpet a little bit later, and now you got to clean up pumpkin that twice. Um, yeah, I remember some people saying, like, you know, if you save the seeds and you bake them, you'd have some nice baked pumpkin seeds. Which pumpkin seeds are really good. Like, if you ever, if you're ever in a store and you look where the sunflower seeds or whatever, you'll see the pumpkin seeds, and they're really good. They're nice and salt, especially when they're nice and salty. The uh, you open up that shell, the inside, which is it is really good. Thing is, the pumpkins you buy to carve, you ever notice when you just cut it open, it just smells rotten, because <laughs> the carving pumpkins you buy at a store are not the same grade as uh, as the food edible intended ones are. So sometimes you'll just get one that might be rotting <laughs> by the time you get it. You know, like you, you see that big old thing at Walmart in the grocery section for like. Three, three to four dollars for carving pumpkins, and they're, they're always just a little off, <laughs> you know. And you cut that thing open, you're like, "Wow, it smells like someone just took a dump in here." Good lord! <laughs> so, just throw the stupid insides away, because Lord knows what's in there. Yeah. Or maybe it's like the pumpkin patch that grew these. Only suitable for carving pumpkins is next to a nuclear power plant or something, and they're just filled with waste. So there's no, they're, they're not the same as when you go to like the farmer's market and buy one. The pumpkin we bought is actually pretty nice. We uh we always do that Walmart pickup thing for the groceries. 
excuse me. Oh, there's those seasonal allergies back. I just woke up from a nap and I'm sniffly and I've got a bit of a sore throat. So apparently Freddy Krueger gave me a cold in my sleep. But we, we always do that grocery pickup from Walmart where throughout the week we're either on the site or on our app putting in our what we need for the week as we go. Like, oh, I'm running out of this, put this here. You know, this would be good next week for dinner. You know, we put it in and she'll like finalize the thing Friday night while I'm at work. And when I get off in the morning, I just, you know, swing by at Walmart and pick them up and go home. Such a cool thing. And uh, I think it was, yeah, last week she put the pumpkin on there and we were both kind of like, we're hoping they pick out a good one out because, you know, with produce and meat and all that, they'll show it to you. You can tell them you want another one or whatever and they'll swap it out for you case it's not good enough for you or you don't like the way that one looks and i was expecting to go through one <laughs> just let me go just refund the pumpkin and i'll walk in there and get my own because you know you, you get picky on these things and i always like looking through them but the guy rolled out the stuff to load up my car and i saw it and like he picked out i think he should actually i think he got me the uh, nicer grade pumpkin because you know there's always the basic thing of carving pumpkins and there's the one next to it for a dollar or two more that are kind of nicer and probably could eat the insides i think he got me one of those by mistake but it's like the perfectly made for a tv special pumpkin <laughs> most one of those i just like wow that's a really good one i was expecting that one flat side that they always seem to have it's a little dirty looking like it clearly grew on its side and well it's in the three dollar bunch yeah, just turn it toward the wall and you know use the other side. But this thing is just like the picture perfect Halloween episode of Step by Step. The kids are carving a pumpkin. It's the pumpkin that they could have picked out. He did a good job on that. So I'm, we were at Target looking at these kits. And they got this one I have been eyeing since like they started stocking all this stuff. And, you know, they got the, it's called Pumpkin Masters is the brand name you usually see on these kits. You know, there's a couple other brands, but this one's the only one I always see. And it's a, um, I haven't made it a secret that I really like the color teal. I, I genuinely like teal things. It's just a color I've always liked. I think that dates back to the early 80s when I got the Cobra Manta for Christmas. Just a wonderful colored toy. And I think that's kind of spawned from it. Like when Game Boy Colors came out and it came in colors. I got the teal one, you know, I've always, I've always really liked teal since then. And, you know, I just got slug slinger yesterday morning when I stopped by and got my groceries afterwards, I parked and ran in Walmart right quick. And there's a slug slinger and grabbed him and YOLO he's teal. Um, <laughs> but they got this one kit that's a teal pumpkin carving kit. And so of course it's caught my eyes and I just been like, wow, look at that. And she's like, you want to get that one? I'm like, yeah, but I don't know if you want it because, you know, I don't want to just completely debo the pumpkin. Or if we do get that, I'll get her another pumpkin so she can do one more she likes, you know. And as I was looking at today, I discovered something I haven't noticed before. See, before I thought it was just a couple of stencils and it comes with some of those, you know, those tea candle lights. You can buy the electronic ones that you use to put inside decorative things so you don't catch fire with a real tea candle or whatever. It comes a couple of those that are LED and they're teal lit. And I thought that was pretty much it. Like it just had teal colored lighting on the inside and just had some stencils. Well, I took a look at it and I was totally wrong. You you cut open the front of the pumpkin. Like basically you cut a big circle in. Like I'll tell you how big to do it. And it's got a diorama set up. You put inside of the pumpkin 
and you got two different scenes, which before I thought were stencils, but there's two different different scenes, like witches and ghosts, or whatever. And you put those te- those lights inside of it, and when you push that, turn those bad boys on, they not only light up the inside of the pumpkin dramatically, but somehow they refract inside with that diorama to make the the scene just much more banging you know just sort of like wow look at this so now i really want it and i think she was kind of like wow when i showed her too but she's still kind of hemming and haws on it so i think i'm going to end up buying another pumpkin so we can uh have two so it wouldn't be the first time we've had two sometimes I've, I've had up to 10 pumpkins before where i just spoilers i really like halloween i actually held myself just starting hop my halloween nonsense till october for the show because like I said, I start usually halfway through August. Actually, I start in May, where I do an early Halloween in May. You know, there's Christmas in July. Rob does Halloween in May. And then midway through August, I start getting super excited. And it starts filtering out throughout September, and I'm going crazy. And, you know, zone base, I start like right at the beginning of September. But, you know, this is a podcast, so I try to be a little more reserved. And this is a podcast that's mainly about Transformers and toys and cartoons and stuff. So I try to keep it reserved to October, and it's been killing me. But before, I have had just like I think about a good 10 pumpkins where I've carved and put up just because I, I love this season. I love all the holidays. I go nuts at Christmas time, too, like with the decorations and stuff. But, man, there's just something about Halloween. And uh, so there's been several times before where we've gotten two pumpkins to each carve. Or, you know, it's fun. It's not expensive. It's a fun thing you can do. And I remember actually last year we carved our pumpkin. We were just going to have one because we got a ton of those little electric plug-in ones around the house as it is. And we bought one and we carved it way too early and it started going bad on our porch. So we bought another one right before Halloween and carved it. So I think I'll just buy another one (laughs) to be fair because I really want that teal kit. And it made me remember talking with her about pumpkins you know, um, I've always, re- of course, really enjoyed doing that part. I remember my first place, my first start on my own, like um, 1999, when I first moved out on my own, I had bought a pumpkin for me and my friends. Uh, we had a duplex together. We rented it. it. was His grandmother, turns out, was a landlord. I never knew this entire time I knew him. We grew up together. And his grandmother was a landlord. She had like, a couple of duplexes she rented out. And she gave us a deal when she decided to move into one of the units, excuse me, <laughs> pardon me, that was gross. Um, she gave us a deal on the other side, the one she lived on for like a hundred dollars less rent. And this is insane rent. Um, especially for Georgia, it was like $300 total a month, which you're never going to get that type of rent in Georgia, even back then, you know, you know, you're, you're, if you pay that much, it's like, yeah, don't even bother moving your stuff in. You'll be killed before the end of the night. It's going to be terrible. But so, of course, we lived there, and that was still too much money for us with our horrible part-time job at Office Max. But um, I remember I bought this giant pumpkin at Kroger that was it was like a $20 pumpkin where I was really, you know, when you, you just blow money because you haven't got a, like, sure, I'm late on the phone bill, but because. Back then, you had to have a phone. You know, that's how you went on the internet. We were cable, like cable internet and DSL was kind of a new thing still and kind of expensive. 
course, we later caught cable internet like a month later by the time we needed a phone line. And I was always late on that joker. But totally went and bought like a $20 pumpkin to put on my front porch. That thing was enormous. I remember I carved... I like to carve these giant, scary faces in them. And it was actually, I carved a mouth. I like to carve them huge, and I carved it too big. And by Halloween, the thing, it not just fell in inside of itself. It kind of rolled in. So it just kind of looked like a sideways butt sitting on the porch, which is kind of a weird mole where to eye it and this were. But when I was in fifth grade, my elementary school had a uh, annual Halloween contest where it had a jack-o'-lantern contest where kids could bring their own jack-o'-lantern and submit it. And I don't know who voted. I think just one person had to look over and I guess they picked whoever won that year's pumpkin, which always managed to be a popular kid. Hmm. Wonder how that works out. But, um, they'd pick their pumpkin and they'd win. I don't know what they want. I think you just want a ribbon, you know, it wasn't like a big deal, but here's the thing. You had to be at least in the fifth grade to enter for whatever reason. I guess that's just in case you're too young to, so you wouldn't cut yourself with a knife or whatever, but you had to be in fifth grade. Now, the thing is, up until that point, my school system had junior high, meaning elementary school went from kindergarten through sixth grade. You know, preschool was just something you kind of could do on your own if you wanted to before kindergarten or not, if you wanted to. I think now it's integrated into public schools, if I'm correct. I, I could be wrong. But back then, and when I was a kid, kindergarten was kind of a new thing because before it was a... Uh, it was like preschool. You didn't exactly have to do it if you didn't want to do it. But when I was there at kindergarten, you, you went from grade school from el- to elementary school from kindergarten to sixth grade. After sixth grade, you went to junior high for seventh grade. And I think that went through ninth grade and 10th through 12th was high school. I could be wrong, but I think that's how it was because my brother was in junior high. And he started high school in 10th grade. Well, that year... And, you know, the way my elementary school did it, they kind of, the sixth graders were almost like the seniors of the elementary school, you know, like they got special treatment, they got special functions or whatever, I guess is they're they're moving on to high, to uh, middle school, uh, excuse me, junior high and stuff like that. Like they're going to be teenagers now and (laughs) they got specialized treatment for that and going forward. I was super excited because now I get to join this pumpkin carving contest being Mr. Loves Halloween. And I was totally going to carve my own pumpkin. And the reason I went to that little aside there is right before that uh, summer break of that year, I found out they were changing up everything. And sixth grade was not sixth grade was not going to be this new thing called middle school, which was, of course, sixth, seventh and eighth grade. And then high school was ninth through twelfth. And I remember always feeling so ripped off because I never got to experience that cool sixth grader stardom of being the leaders of the school. I always thought like, because they always mentioned it like these kids were the leaders of the school. <laughs> and then we had special sixth grader things. And I, we, I never got to experience that. My grade never did. I always felt a little ripped off that we didn't get to have the sixth grade uh, kickball game or anything like that. You know, oh, well, <laughs> but. I think I was mostly pissed off because I only got to uh, take place in the pumpkin carving contest once instead of twice, like I was looking forward to. But I remember I um, was excited. My mom, you know, got me a pumpkin and hold on a second. Pardon me. I'm loaded and gross. That's terrible. But 
So my mom had got me a pumpkin and our house at the time, this is like my favorite house we lived in growing up was in this one particular subdivision. And this house was like, just, it was just laid out super particular. I don't want to bore people with the uh, details because we moved after that year into this one house that we stayed at forever. That was just on the outskirts of the subdivision of all the suburbs. And I missed my suburban household a whole lot, but this house had this cool garage and we'd go do all sorts of things in the garage. Like we built the dog house there when you're the weekend for thank- uh, the Thanksgiving weekend and all sorts of stuff. And, you know, we'd go out there and carve our pumpkin. Well, we went out there to carve our pumpkin and I had mine and mom had the one for the house. Ours, you know, that go on our front porch and I, um, my memory's jogging how cool the front porch was. I, I love this house. Sometimes I think about going back and buying it, except for the fact that that neighborhood the reason we left is that neighborhood, the property value actually was started going down. And within a good three years later had become quite a bad neighborhood where apparently it was really cheap to live there and all sorts of crimes started going on. I, I didn't know any better time. I just noticed, well, streetlights don't work anymore there and the neighborhood pools no longer open. You know, I didn't know what was happening, you know, but my parents of course did when they started noticing and they moved us out of there like, Hey, this place is going down really fast. This is coming from a great middle-class suburb neighborhood to a pile of garbage in a matter of a year or two. So that's why we left, but just remembering how cool it was. And I did put serious thought into buying it when I was younger, just going back and buying that house. I loved, but you know, she was carving a pumpkin. We'd put on our step. And of course, after the contest, I bring my pumpkin home and put it on the porch next to it. So we're there. You're scooping out those stupid guts, which takes forever when you're a kid. Now it's like 15 minutes and you know, it's not that big of a deal. But at the time, I just hated it. And we're scooping out those guts. And it's time to carve. And, you know, my mom always did those more basic pumpkin faces. And that's totally cool. And I was wanting to do something to make mine stand out. And I was in the fifth grade. So, obviously, my skills with a knife weren't amazing. I could barely mush up my steak with one when we had meals that require a knife to cut it. Um... And so I carved out a pumpkin face. That was going your basic jack-o'-lantern. And I was trying to figure out ways to make my jack-o'-lantern special so I could win this contest. Even though I wasn't one of the popular kids in school. And, you know, my parents, you know, what wasn't one of the slight percent that came from a more upper-class upbringing that magically every, always got picked for things. Well, everyone else who just had parents who worked at factories and local businesses, you know, we just had to go make it on our own, I guess. So I, I took things like I took the uh, pumpkin eyes and using a toothpick made give them like weird ears, you know, and I was trying to come up with things and mom was like, well, what are you trying to do? And I told her and somehow we got the idea because we had all this spray paint it was in the garage next to dad's tools, like all these different colors. So we spray painted up the pumpkin like no rhyme or reason. Like imagine you ever you ever this is probably. Some of the guys in the more um, urban settings, like city, deep city areas, may not see this often. But if you live somewhat close to a rural or close enough to rural areas, you've seen it. You know, being in Georgia, even though there are a couple of years, though, I lived in the suburbs of Atlanta. Atlanta's a facade. You know, it's like a small area in the middle of a bunch of like kind of in the south. And there's a bunch of suburbs around, and that's Atlanta. It's 
basically just a bunch of suburban area with a city. But you could live in the city of Atlanta and see these things, but the homemade camouflage trucks or signs or something where someone's made it by taking spray paint and kind of spraying on camouflage pattern with greens and stuff on there. Um, kind of the same idea, but with colors, I had like red and I remember yellow and I, I, I want to say I had a silver too and just kind of spray painted this thing up almost like a camouflage that wouldn't hide anything. And I had the, these giant clown sunglasses like you'd buy and I stuck those on them. And I took it to school thinking, yeah, now I'm going to win this mofo. And I entered the uh, contest and I put it down and we had a note we had to write down. And I had to look around. I remember one of the kids, his kid's name was Jason, I think, Key or whatever. I hated this kid. He was always just a real jerk. He was this tiny little twerp. And he was always singing all the time. He's just this little, I didn't see him much around high school. And high, by the time I went to high school, my area became a bad area. So I'm pretty sure someone just curb stomped him eventually because he was just like, just a little twerp, you know, and, um, I probably shouldn't have gave his last name out just there, but I'm pretty sure no one that knows me listens to this. And if they do, it's like, Hey, he was a twerp when we were kids. If that was even his last name, I, I think I might be misremembering his last name, but anyway, why is he spray painted? Why is he supposed to be that stupid? And then in my, my, um, it's like, yeah, you're, he's an alien. That's where my mind went. All of a sudden, like, you're a stupid, stupid singing twerp kid, too. He's an alien. That's why he looks like this. He's an alien. He's from outer space, and he has big, funky sunglasses on because the sun's brighter in outer space because it turned not dark out there. Yeah, that's why he's got these giant sunglasses on. He's an alien. And I was writing down his name. And at the time, I would watch the new adventures of Leave it to Beaver every Sunday evening on TBS. And one of the kids on there's name was Ollie, like, like the store Ollie's. So I wrote Ollie Alien, because that sounded like a good name at the time. And this kid that was in the class, I've mentioned her on here before when I've said how I'll read the questions wrong and people's names wrong, because I just read names wrong sometime. This was Tabitha, the, the Tabitha, who I never could hand her paper out when it was my turn to hand out uh, papers. Uh, Tabitha went, her name was Tabitha. Oh, that's a stupid name. And he looked at me. You should call him Predator. And I went, yeah. So I scratched out all the alien and wrote, Predator. And the thing is, I had seen the Predator. It was on HBO all the time. And that was not what he looked like. But anyway, so I didn't win. One of those uh, kids whose parents were a, a lawyer or something and had the misfortune of living too close to the middle class suburbs. Uh, of course, they won. Because there's had a baseball bat or something. And uh, I didn't win. And, you know. But you know what? I wore those stupid sunglasses for the rest of the day. I wonder if I still got them. I don't know. Maybe I'll, uh, instead of getting that teal kit, I'll um, just give them a pumpkin face and spray paint them up in rainbow bad camouflage and let Ollie Alien, a.k.a. Predator. I think I misspelled Predator. I was like, what, nine? Yeah, maybe let him return to life. But anyway, let's jump over to the Q&A portion of the show. The Q&A, which comes from a, th a thread, which comes... Wow, I bungled that up so bad. This portion of the show's content, of course, comes from Talk Transformers, the exclusive place for submitting this content on a... Blah. It's a group on Facebook. It's the best place online to talk Transformers. 
And every so often when I run out of content, I'll put up a thread on this group saying, hey, I need if anyone wants to submit questions or what have you, do it right here. And people just come out and they participate. And, you know, if you miss that thread or you don't want to join or whatever, just message me somewhere. You, you know where I am and I'll add you to the pool, too. But be as that is, this week's kind of question comes from my main man, old friend, Anthony Brucali whose name I just said wrong, I'm sorry, I'm a dumb guy from the South, Brucali. If you guys know Ant, and you should, because he runs TFU.info, one of the best sites in the fandom collectively. Um, So you've been to the site, so you know who he is. Awesome dude. Dude has Emmys. He has Emmys. Think about that for a second. It, Ant runs TFU.info and has Emmys. I run ZoneBase.org, and I have a expired box of high C in my fridge. So you can tell the prestige of this question I'm getting. Uh, Anthony goes on to ask, Hey Rob, I was bummed you didn't make it to Hascon. What one thing from the show did you wish you had been there to experience? Ant, that's a great question. I was kind of bummed I didn't make it to. I wish I really wish I would have made it there. I wish I would have went. It looked like a fun time. Just this is just a weird year in limbo for me, I guess, that for going to these things didn't happening. I don't know. When I'll make it to another out-of-state show or not. Of course, I always make it to Toyland here in uh, Atlanta in March. But haven't really made it to any of these shows in a while. Looking at the, uh, listening to you and Kilby talk and stuff. And, you know, it uh, looked like the first couple of days there, it was kind of dead. And, you know, picked up during the weekend, which is good. I'm glad people came to it because it looked like it was a fun time. I almost want to say the whole thing in whole I would have liked to really take in just because it, it, it was different. You know, it wasn't, a, it, it, I don't know why they bothered calling it con. It's not a convention. It was like a fun expo thing, you know, and, you know, a lot of people actually griped about the lack of a dealer room that, oop, bumped the mic, oop, hot mic, hot mic, <laughs> when, um, people gripe about the dealer room saying how it didn't really have much of one, just had like a few guys in a room selling kind of an oddball assortment of stuff that didn't bother me at all i uh past couple of conventions i've been to i'd say at least since shardicon i just kind of look around the room and go wow i got all this like if it's something i don't have it means either i don't want it or it costs an ungodly amount of money that i'm actually offended when i hear like i understand things are rare and all that but i actually told one guy to go f himself over the price of a uh astro magnum once it was at botcon 01 and he had an astro magnum and he was like i i think he wanted i think he wanted 80 dollars for it which i don't in 2001 i don't think that was too absurd but i remember you know he was just like yeah 80 dollars i was like yeah go i'm watching my language right now you you go yourself i am not paying that for a toy screw you you know, of course, I've went on to pay more for toys since then, but sometimes, like, like I was uh, earlier this week when the Grand Maximus news hit, and I was excited because I was like, man, I hope that happens because I'll never get an original Grand Maximus. That's when those toys are, I'm like, that costs more than I reasonably feel necessary spending on a toy, but I'll totally buy this for 200 bucks. Absolutely. You know, so that's just something like that. But, like, when I'm in those dealer rooms, usually it's stuff I've already bought. You know, it's, it's like, well, I, I've got this. Or it's stuff I haven't gotten yet that I'm like, you know, I'll 
stop by Target on the way home and grab this, you know. And every once in a while, it be some odd Japanese things. Like, I remember I almost said BotCon. It was OTFCC 2004 when uh, Robot Masters first came out. One dealer, a bunch of dealers had those out, and I bought a bunch of those because I hadn't had a chance to buy them online yet. Actually, I did. They had been out maybe a month prior to the show. And I didn't buy them online because I'm like, I'm going to a con at the end of the month. They'll give me something to look for in a dealer's room. And it did because it's like all I bought was that and then... One guy had a ton of just action masters, like the figures, not the accessories or anything, just the figures for like pennies on the dollar. So I bought like just Kroger bags full of them, you know, and random guns he had in there with them. Like I always made a point to stick a gun in a hand and for I'd put it up on the table. I want this one too. But, um, so that didn't bother me at all about the dealer room because I'm like, yeah, I, you know, I love Toylanta. The reason I love Toylanta is because it's just this giant crazy toy room but when i ever always would go to these things i'd like the dump bins like the cardboard box full of stuff always liked those like when i say the remember the guy used to have the build your own optimus box for ten dollars at botcon i miss that guy but that kind of thing and I've, I've been to these general toy shows and what's cool about these general toy shows is the things you would pay top dollar for at a botcon or tfcon or whatever you'll get for like a dollar at these shows because it just doesn't have any worth outside of our little world. Like at a uh, last toy Lana, when we were doing the whole bot Lana thing and we all Friday night, when the whole crew was in there setting up everything, we all, we took a trip to mellow mushroom to eat, excuse me, eat before we all got together and started setting up the panel area. Um, crazy Steve, uh, evil King Macronius <laughs> who runs, uh, Please save me plastic robots blog. Um, go check that out. Totally worth it. Uh, he has his own podcast too. Love that guy. Um, we were talking and I told him like at one of these general toy shows, I had gotten in one of these dump bins, a power master partner for like Darkwing G one Darkwing or, um, was it Darkwind? I think it was Darkwind's power master for like a dollar. And you go buy one of those parts things that like TFCon or something. They'll want, 2030 for this tiny little thing. That's one of those things I always like about those. It's just like, like, like digging through those things and 500 checkers, rhinoxes. And one day I'll eventually buy one because I always kicking myself for never getting one. And the opportunity has passed me by a million times. Or I bought like a, uh, I bought a squeeze play for like five bucks at one of these, you know, you go bots and odds and ends or convertors. And one guy had a, uh, had a, uh, uh, what in a, uh, it's not a diaclone or I think it was a FM, FM stars robot or whatever. Like it was a seeker. Like some of those old G one knockoffs would have original parts made for him. He had the uh, seeker body. It was white and it had these crazy new wings on it and stuff. And I should have bought that. The guy wanted about 64, which is fair because it had die cast and all that. And that was just a weird thing. But I, I like those because of all the coolness, but I think I sidebarred there <coughs> when it comes to transports conventions themselves. I'll also, I love being in a dealer's room. I just like being in that environment, but like that last TFCon I went, I bought a bunch of Q transformers because I'd already wanted them. And I was waiting till that convention to buy something, have something to buy. I don't really do the third party thing. And I was surrounded by those. And I'm like, 
well, those are cool. And I walked around and looked at them because it's cool. I like toys in general and I kind of like Transformers. So it was cool to look at them, but I didn't really buy them. And, you know, the other things I had was like, well, I got this. I got that. I got that. I got that. One guy had like a battle guy. I was like, I don't got that. Look at the price. Never going to have that. Got an Easter basket bootleg of it. You know, stuff like that. So that didn't bother me with Hascon. But what I'd like to done is just kind of take place in it in general with you guys. Like, you know, the panels are, it'd been cool to see the new product displays. I haven't been to one of those since 2010. That was the last BotCon I went to. And I always liked those official uh, Hasbro presentations they do, like the new toys coming out. Here's a guy from Takara. That kind of thing. I've always really liked those. Not to mention, I remember that last BotCon I went to. Aunt, you went with me. We went through that uh, Nerf thing together where they were all role-playing that they were Sector 7 and putting everyone through the things, and I couldn't stop smart-mouthing off to the guy. <laughs> and I end up, you guys were through by the time I got to go because I kept, yep, all right. Sir, what is my name, sir? I don't know. I forgot. <laughs> you know, I was just running my mouth the entire time. But that was really awesome. I see you and Kilby and Diecast and Eric played in a nerf thing. And I would have loved that because I would have just thrown down and shot everyone up in the grill, you know, with nerf darts. And I I definitely wish I was there with you guys doing that. That totally looked awesome. Looked like a lot of fun. I don't know about the concerts, if I would have cared or not. I've never really been a concert person. Though when I mentioned to my wife that someone named Daya was singing. She actually knew who that was. So maybe being that this was a cool thing for more than just Transformers nerds, it would have been great to go to that with her so she could have enjoyed it because she would have, you know, or like just flow right a thing. I'm like, I don't know a song. He's song. I, I live under a rock. I collectively live under a rock and generally don't know much of what's going on. So I'm like, I remember his name when he was a big deal, but I don't think I've ever heard of one of his songs, you know, but my wife would have enjoyed that, you know. So that would have been cool. I definitely would have liked the uh, Play-Doh area, <laughs> I think. So, you know, just kind of answering a question, I don't know if there's something I definitely, in particular, can pick out. I think I just would have liked hanging out with you guys again. I haven't seen you in a while, Ant. And uh, I know you're coming by here recently, and just by luck, it happens to be right when I can't take off work or anything to see you. It is an act of Congress for me to do that. And right now we're actually getting some new machinery in that I'm learning how to program. So I've been taking uh, classes and stuff to learn how to program our new machinery. So my spare time is even less so because now I'm working a couple extra hours to learn how to program something and my sleep's even more goofed up. So that's just, (sighs) it's so funny, you know, the things in 2004 when you just went to work and back. You know, and you made your living, and now I'm almost 40, and it's like, all right, how can I make another 20000 this year? All right, let me figure, you know, that kind of thing. But um, that's what I think, really. Just just hanging out with you guys and having the fun. That That's totally, we could have went to that uh, that uh, grilled cheese place that Kilby was talking about. I love a gr- grilled cheese sandwich, so that would have been awesome to me. Well, Ant... I love you, man. Thanks for that question. That was a good one. And everyone, please go to Talk Transformers and join. And when I post this uh, thread up, you can totally take place in it. And if you don't catch it, you just send it to me. But really, I encourage you to join. It's just one of the best places you can go to Talk Transformers. Because guess what? Gatekeepers are show to door. You get you get to be your own person, too. You get to have your own opinion. No one's going to crap on you. If they crap on you, we kick the crap out. You know, it's just... A, Honest to God, good place to talk Transformers. 
while we're talking about honest to God, good things, it looks like news of cyberverse finally popped out yesterday. Well, I actually went to my mother's house and spent all day there. So I just kind of read the article. I didn't really read it too much till the day. And it looks like I was right. As among a lot of other people, right. It's going to be more traditional looking, which I think will please a lot of people. But being that it's not a straight up reboot of G one is going to go, go ahead and just, cheese off those people who are going to be mad no matter what it is look g one's not coming back it's been over since the early 90s it's it's over <laughs> idw is not g1 it's just traditional looking you know so this is just a traditional looking cartoon and that's enough for me i'm happy i, I like i like the traditional looking robots as they are but i also like new things so i'm totally looking forward to that i like the conceit of bumblebees having to have his memories jog so they're going back talking these stories of older adventures he's went on and i'm really really sure there's going to be other stories not involving him worked into there. So I, I'm looking forward to this kind of anthology approach to it. That way it's just, you know, just having a overall story arc for a setting is sometimes tiresome. And I just want to see an adventure, you know, and the next week, another adventure. I, I like that too, but shows that are really well written. Voltron's season four just went up Friday and I encourage everyone to check it out. It's been a really good season so far. I'm about halfway through. Uh, I'll probably watch the rest of it tonight. It, it's only sent it six episodes, but I just had a busy weekend. So I haven't been able to just sit for that long and watch the whole thing. But certainly pl- check that out. That's just such a great show. Probably one of the best robot shows going on right now, if not the best. But anyway, guys, I'm going to get out of here and go eat me some chili and watch the Fox Sunday night with my wife. So everyone, being awesome, the podcast about loving Transformers and having fun and currently representing Halloween till the break, I was going to say like, till the break of dawn and try to make it all cool and stuff. But there's no way you can be cool when you just talked about how much you love Transformers. You're not. Huh? I don't care how many of those shelves and Iron Man poses you do. You just got some toys. But being awesome, the podcast about loving Transformers and having fun and loving Halloween till the Brzeka dawn can be found at tfradio.net for shows and showtimes. And while you're there, please check out our Amazon links. That's just a cool way to help support us at the network without doing anything more than shopping at Amazon. Everyone shops at Amazon. So think about them apples. You know, think about them. I like a good red delicious apple. It's delicious. It's in the name. Since you're using the internet, you can check me out on Twitter and Instagram at, that's that little swirly A thing, Robo Rob Springer. <laughs> Excuse me, I almost sneezed. Robo Rob Springer. And since you're using the internet, please check out zonebase.org, my personal site, where Halloween is not just in full effect, I, it's at the breaking point, and probably by the week of Halloween... I will completely worn out the word Halloween till at least May when I start wanting to watch Halloween specials again because Halloween in May, y'all. It's so good. It's just so good. I'm going to go have me a pumpkin spice cookie. Yeah. Well, thanks everyone for listening. Being awesome. I've already said the name of the show for a while. I'll be back next week. All right. Happy almost Halloween, y'all.
save big on brunch for mom all in the kroger app get half gallons of delicious kroger milk for 129 each then get flavorful tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for 249 a pound all with your card and a digital coupon Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.